0: great one. Mark Levin, tonight at
1: 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
0: Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven by clear and convincing evidence that Ms. Heard acted with actual malice? Answer, yes. As against Amber Heard, we the jury award compensatory damages in the amount of $10 million. As against Amber Heard, we, the jury, award punitive damages in the amount of $5 million. Do you find that Ms. Heard has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. Has Ms. Heard proven by a greater weight of the evidence? Answer, yes. As against John C. Depp II, we, the jury, award compensatory damages in the amount of $2 million. As against John C. Depp II, we the jury award punitive damages in the amount of zero dollars.
2: And with that, the trial of the century comes to a close. Oh my God! Sounds like she made out a little better than he did. Uh, oh no, he monetarily. made out way better. Yeah. Oh no! She only made two million. Right, that's what I mean. I mean, yeah, he, he made he made million. Million. Yeah. she ended up having to pay quite a bit more. Yes, what, um, but, but 10 million, both of them,
3: is, is that what Depp is going to clear in this? About ten million and all?
2: Probably not. Um, both of them were guilty of defaming the other one. There. Actually, yeah, it will be about 10, it will be just a little over ten million. Now it said fifteen million, but in uh, they have caps in Virginia where he won't get fifteen million dollars. Um, the punitive damages are capped at $350,000. He was awarded $5 million in punitive damages, so he can only get a max of $350,000.
3: Well, that poor guy. I, don't
2: I know. I don't know how I he's going to how live. Gonna live. <laughs> how is he going to Six freaking weeks of wall-to-wall daily coverage estimates that Americans, somewhere between 15 million and 50 million people watched some or all of this stupid case.
4: <laughs> I
2: never actually watched a moment of it. I mean, my on a scale of one to ten, my interest was you know around zero point three. I watched. I have to admit the daily updates um, on on TikTok. My wife couldn't get enough of it. I know some people just couldn't get enough of it. I avoided I, I don't it know like why. The plague.
3: I I didn't want to see any of it.
2: I will say this is one of those instances, you don't very often see this, where both won and both lost. <laughs> now, Amber looks like she lost even more. I would say, in, in watching the updates, and, and my wife and I had a conversation over it, too, um, she thinks Johnny Depp won way more than than the cash value because she thinks he got his uh, his honor back, I guess. Respect back that this is this is gonna yeah, as much allow as he, him to get a lot more jobs and probably cost her jobs. As yeah. much as as much as either one of them probably had, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. There's already I mean, a, she
3: was accusing him of beating her up. Yeah. And that didn't happen. Yeah. So yeah, Johnny Depp made out pretty well there. But have you seen anything online positive towards Amber?
2: No. Matter of fact, there's a I was just gonna mention there's a uh, petition already that has been signed by over four million people to get her off. And um, Aquaman too removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, this is this is one of the instances. Both of them won, both of them lost. But I think uh, Johnny Depp came out a uh, little more ahead. I would agree. the The fact that this went six weeks and it was covered. Hey, can, every day favor, on television. After we're done talking about amazing. it here,
3: can we forget about it? I'm like done. It never happened. Well, I don't know if we can.
2: I, mean, I don't know if we can forget about it. Forget about Forget what. Forget
3: about it. That's what I'm saying, Walton.
2: But uh, saying. yeah, I th- I think we can we can officially finally put this to an end. If you would like to give money to either one of these two people, because I don't know how they're going to live with that little you know amount of compensation, then you, you can
3: you can go ahead and do that. And I think it's a lot more money. conversation worthy that uh, Nathaniel and I are joining the Hellfire Club over Stranger Things oh, season four. Good grief! Although
2: I I, I say good grief. I haven't watched uh, an episode. More people watch
3: that than anything else on TV. Well,
2: not Amber Heard and Johnny Depp Trial.
3: <laughs> Definitely more than anything else
2: streaming out there. Yeah, Netflix, it is their number one streamed program in history.
3: And the number one program for Disney Plus all time is the new Obi-Wan series.
2: Have you started watching that?
3: Shouldn't even have to ask that. Yeah, yeah. Is well, there a dumber question on I mean, the I'm going
2: to watch Earth? it. I hate that the fact that it doesn't come out all at once, so I'm going to wait until it's all out.
3: I'm going to tell you that the episode that just dropped yesterday, episode three of Obi Wan, might be the best TV I've seen in a long time.
2: Really? So this is better than the, what was the last? Uh,
3: what, Mandalorian? No,
2: Mandalorian was great. I love Mandalorian. Mandalorian's good, yeah. I did not like, uh, what was it? Boba Fett? Boba Fett. Boba Fett was just okay.
3: Uh, it's it's all right. Yeah, it's, it's not just okay. it's not my favorite of the series. <laughs> my favorite my favorite
2: um Boba Fett episode was The Mandalorian episode.
3: <laughs> I know I'm showing my geek really bad right now. You're not the only one. Obi-Wan is as good a TV as I've seen in a long time. Anybody who is a Star Wars fan is going to love this. Uh anybody who um wants to know more about, you know, what happened between, you know, Never mind. I, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, you are. Spoiler suck. I'm not going to do anymore. Thank you. Spoiler <laughs> alert.
2: Our phone lines are open. 208-336-3700. six thirty seven 670 on your Verizon wireless. Gas prices went up again. Four cents a gallon from uh, yesterday when I went home to coming in. That's on top of the 10 cents a gallon it went up the day before. Um, there are places in Idaho now officially over $5 a gallon. Oh, boy so it it 's coming it's only looks like it 's going to be a matter of time we 'll talk about that this morning uh, also this morning we 'll continue to talk about um, the uh, price of uh, your taxes property assessments came out this week mm-hmm. um i keep looking for mine i haven't got it yet but i know people are getting it because i watch social media and people are complaining about it um if you've got yours what has it gone up i'm just i'm just curious to hear from you this morning 208-336-3700 um ada county is mailed theirs out uh, canyon county is mailed theirs out the uh, average medium price uh, assessments have gone up in ada county by 30 percent over last year um the median in canyon county 42 percent over last year. That's on top of 30 percent the uh, year before that. So 72 percent median increase over two years in Canny County. So if you got yours, um, go ahead and share what 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 are your thoughts on your assessments as they continue continue to go up. Um, Also, the um, audit for election results in the latest primary are in. Eight counties were audited to find out if there was any fraud uh, if there was any problems, if there were any mistakes, we'll go over if that. If there was any fraud at the Republican primaries in Idaho? Yes. Uh-huh. So uh, they audited eight counties in Idaho to check uh, to check on uh, whether or not there were any problems. Um, we'll uh, go over that this morning. We're also efforting to talk to uh, Deputy Secretary of State Chad Howe, hoping to get him on the air to uh, talk about... Uh, anything that, uh, is of interest that came out of that audit, we'll get to that little later here this morning.
3: You're efforting that really? Eff- Efforting to do
2: that this That's morning. A tough word yes. to
3: say. I That's
5: always a, mess that
2: up. I'm efforting. Not really a verb, but okay. I'm I'm <laughs> efforting. And, and can't you see? I'm sweating. It's work. I'm working so hard at That's it. I'm a sweating. Verb. <laughs> Dow uh, futures up 109 points, but we know just as of yesterday, that means absolutely nothing right now because uh, Dow futures went down over 200 points from the time that we talked about it yesterday morning to the opening of the stock market. Wasn't our fault, though. No, I, I, don't, I don't blame us at all. It is time for a first check on uh, sports. Rick Worthington here today with uh, Fat Guys Fresh Deli bringing you this sports update. Get in today. Find out. They open 1030 every day Monday through Saturday. Two locations for you, East Boise and in
3: Meridian. Find out why they are ranked number one deli in the state of Idaho. The NBA Finals will begin today. i We haven't talked much about basketball this year, so I don't know if it's okay for me to bring it up. Can <laughs> like, I? Can I talk to you about the NBA Finals? You Mike? can. I, right? don't,
2: I don't even know. I mean, I
3: haven't watched it in uh, what over two years, so I, I don't even know who's in the finals. Okay, so let me let me share. Okay, it'll be the Boston Celtics taking on the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. Now this is where the polls are split. You remember we talked a little bit about it in sports yesterday. The Celtics are a big fan favorite to win the NBA Finals. As for tonight's game, Vegas has the Warriors as a a three-and-a-half-point favorite going into the game. The game is in San Francisco tonight. The Warriors do have a couple of titles. What, they've been in three finals over the last six years? Seven years? They've got three titles. Look, Golden State Warriors are pretty good and uh, for them to beat the Boston Celtics, they would be going up against the fans. In fact, ESPN just put a poll up to the match predictor, 60% to 40% fans picking the Celtics over the Warriors, who are actually favored by the uh, Las Vegas smart guys. Uh, also, <laughs> Curry, I keep wanting to call him Del Curry. Sorry, old man in me. Uh Steph Curry is the favorite to win the MVP award. So the big question is, who have you got? You got the Celtics or you got the Warriors, boys? Lay it on me. I think definitely one of those. Warriors (laughs) (laughs) come out to play. I'll take the dubs.
6: Warriors. Uh, It's
2: the California in me. Yeah, I'm going to say the Warriors are going to win. I'm going to go with the smart money because that's how Las Vegas built itself. uh, I'll take Boston, you know, because it's a terrific hockey town. I just read that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I know it's got nothing to do with basketball, but.
3: All right. Mike and I are on the dubs. Walton over there has got the Celtics. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Game tonight. Uh, let's see. Seven o'clock. It's on ABC, the NHL Western Conference Finals, the Avalanche up one game to nothing. Uh, that will air on TNT tonight, by the way. KBUI News Times, 617
1: you part of the show at 336 3700 or toll free 1 800 529 KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 208 336
2: 3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Is uh, 624. You, Chris Walton. Mike Casper. Don't forget, you can also get through by emailing Chris at KBOI.com. Mike at KBOI.com. Send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook or text us. Text line is 208-336-3700. We thought, you know, as the week goes on, it's been over a week now since the uh, shooting in in Texas Texas happened. Um, However, another mass shooting happened yesterday in Tulsa. Four people uh dead in that shooting, including the person who did the uh shooting so three three victims and then the uh active shooter apparently killed himself it's one of those things again where we'll say it again. we wish that this could have been done in reverse, yeah. and there were, could have been a lot of damage <laughs> saved that if the it shooter uh, would have just killed himself and then it never makes any more sense. People. You know, the guy last week you know, went into a grade school and shot kids. This person went into a hospital where they're saving lives. St. Francis, uh, Francis Hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma is where this uh, happened. Still, uh, not a lot of details are coming out. Gunman entered with a rifle. We don't know what type of rifle. Not that that necessarily makes a difference because, you know, all rifles kill people. But well, yeah you know uh, people are going to eventually get on the rifle and if it's an AK 40, or not an AK uh yeah. AR15 type rifle that of course that'll be the if you're, Oh my god he had an AR15 rifle. If if you're firing into a crowd of people anything that shoots bullets is a bad idea. Yes. Um so we'll keep you updated as more of that information uh comes through this morning but as we said there are four people total dead including The uh, gunman who apparently took his own life, and once again, here we are. What is this—the fourth mass shooting that we have seen in the United States in the last four weeks? Two in California, Buffalo. You know, and and you know it's the fifth, and and you know that uh, each one just inspires another one. Although, how somebody can get inspired by something like that, I'll never know. We'll talk uh, a little bit more. As I said, we'll keep you updated on this information Um, coming up this morning. uh, We've we've, we've been talking about what has changed, you know, because we we didn't see these. You and I were in school, and there wasn't school shootings happening all the time. No, there weren't. You know, there wasn't mass shootings that were happening all the time. You know, and and this week, we asked a question earlier this week, and we got a lot of people who weighed in with different things that they said. Um, I had an interesting conversation yesterday um, who listened to our conversation, this person did, and, and came up with something that he thought has changed. And I, I didn't even think about this, and I thought it was a great idea. We'll sh- I'll share this with you. Um, I ask, I go, why didn't you call in? And I'm not going to call into a radio station, <laughs> like, but you'll you'll find me and tell me so that I yeah, can exactly. bring it up. I go, okay, I guess... Thanks for listening, but I said, please feel free Maybe, to call in. You don't have to be on the air. Just call up and give us a hint. <laughs> yeah. You can, I said, if you don't want to be on the radio, we also you know, take emails, as I mentioned, Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com. I think the average person would be surprised how many calls we get here where people say, now, I don't want to be on the radio, <laughs> yeah, but, but I want you to know my this.
1: thoughts. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And <laughs> trust us, um, the most frustrated by this is uh, our producer, yeah. who, whose job it is to screen the calls, uh, put them on the air, find out what they're going to talk about so we know who we're talking to before, and uh, every day there's at least a couple of those that mm-hmm. uh, come through. Here's my opinion, it's like, if you call in and give, us your, give our producer your opinion, it's, it's not going to get on the radio. So just allow a few minutes, we'll be nice, I promise, and uh, we'll treat you well and make it an easy experience for you. pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you'd like to call in now, phone lines are
1: open. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Once again, if you want to get through and
2: take part in the show, we always encourage that 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Email chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. After a long delay, this is absolutely crazy when you think about it, um, Rolling Stones have kicked off their 60 tour. It's not, you know, their. are uh... The, the, their youngest member just turned 74. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say 60 tour, this isn't you know 60 stops on the tour. The 60 tour will include 14 concerts across Europe. I think it's the, uh, it's the 60th anniversary of the first concerts they ever That's performed. That's exactly what it is, which is about, 19, about that. What, 1962. Yeah, right. think about that. 60 years they have been playing, recording music, going out on tour. So, you were a baby at that first concert, and I had to hear about it from my parents (laughs) later. Yeah, I was a very, very, very young, young baby. Mm -hmm. Crazy that they can be out making music like this still
3: today. The Rolling Stones' new UK tour, celebrating 60 years of the band's history and the fact that 60% of the band is still alive. Don't miss the age reflective versions of their
1: classic hits.
0: And our pensions together It's the
1: early bird at Ruby Tuesday (laughs) And I've got a coupon too Can't always hear when you talk Angina (coughs) I've got Angina Rolling Stones 1962-2022. to Get
3: tickets before it's too late.
6: Mm, You know what? What's what's funny? The
3: songs have
2: changed a little over time, haven't they? They uh, still sound good. Just a bit. Yeah, like my favorite was the uh, early bird at (laughs) Ruby Tuesday. And I've got Um, a coupon too. uh, What's funny is uh, the the first time I ever heard somebody make uh, uh, a joke about the guys in Rolling Stones being old was probably 40 years ago. (laughs) Mick Jagger, 78 years old. Keith Richards, also 78. Ronnie Wood uh, turns uh, 75 today, as a matter of fact. Um, uh, Charlie Watts, who passed away last August, mm-hmm. would have been 80 if he were still alive uh, today. But Now, is, is Bill Wyman still alive, or did he? You no, know, he, 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 re, he, he retired. retired. He, re, yeah. he was older than most of the guys anyway, yeah. by four or five years. And he retired a long time ago and uh, has never rejoined him just amazing that well, right? yeah, Brian Jones you know original guitar yeah. player he he died in the 60s um you know this, this is you're getting to the point where people are going to go okay we have to see him be- or i'm never ever going to get a chance cuz you don't know when they're going to quit touring have or you, if you're you know if, have you seen if, him? if it, i have never seen them i have um i saw him at the Idaho Center in Nampa if, if Mick Jagger pass, passes away for instance the band's done i mean you uh, I can would, you can go on with true, the, one yeah. of the other guys you can fill it but if Mick Jagger I'm passes i kind of surprised they went on without Charlie Watts to tell you the truth yeah so, anyway, um, congratulations to the Rolling Stones. And if you get a chance to see them, uh, I would highly suggest you do that. They put on, uh, I've talked to many people like you who have, who have seen them, and they put on a fantastic show, even at this age. By the way, <laughs> Rolling, like, Rolling so Stones. So, what's different than the last time you saw them? Well, they had four intermissions. Rolling Stones were in Las Vegas the last time that I was there. We stayed in the hotel that they were in. Mm-hmm. Um, high, high amount of security going on and whatever. And we're like, what is going on? Why, why can't we get to our rooms? Like, oh, the Rolling Stones have the concert across the street and, and, uh, they are here. And just listening to the people who had just come out of the concert afterwards, everybody was just absolutely raving uh, about how great they were. And especially talking about, wow, as old as they are, I can't believe that Mick Jagger still runs around and jumps around the stage. <clears throat> I thought you were going to say they like were like he does. They, they were hogging the spa. Well, that could have been afterwards, too, because, you know, at, at 78 years old, if you're running, I mean, my parents are that age. They're, they wouldn't be running anywhere, you know, without falling down. So the fact that he can still do that, pretty amazing. It's going to check, uh, once again, updated on what's going on sports-wise. There is some sports happening. Uh, this update brought to you once again by your friends at Fat Guys Fresh Deli, two locations and soon to be a third, looking into next year, coming to Canyon County. We'll give you more details on that right now, though they just opened up. A new location in East Boise last month, just off Gowan, the old Quiznos location, and then of course, the old standby. You can also head to Meridian, just off Wells Avenue.
3: Good morning. Last night, the best thing on TV had to have been NHL hockey. It was the playoffs, Eastern Conference Finals, Rangers taking on the Lightning. Here's how it started for the Rangers.
7: mcdonald got knocked down by McDonald's, and a set
5: by Quatery, scores! Zibanejad set him up and the Rangers jump in front a minute 11 seconds into the game
3: that was the call on WEPN FM and the Rangers weren't done there they had a lot of scoring last night
1: Zibanejad back to Fox right side of Panarin
8: quick movement shot score wow. make to it's a power play goal and it's 6-2 to two, Rangers
3: yeah, the Rangers did pretty well last night. A 6-2 win over the Lightning. They take first game of the Eastern Conference Finals. There's a lot more hockey to be played in this series, but uh, the Rangers are a favorite as of right now. There's also more hockey on tonight. It's the Western Conference Finals. Edmonton taking on Colorado with the Avalanche, a one nothing lead in that series. Game 2 will be played tonight at 6 p.m., and it'll be on TNT. I'm Rick Worthington.
0: Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. By the way, I keep
2: forgetting because it feels like today is Wednesday and not Thursday. This is Hometown Breakfast Eve once again yes it is in fact we're going to be at uh, pastry perfection tomorrow morning yes we are we'll be celebrating uh national donut day with you invite you to come on in there'll be uh, specials on donuts we'll be there love to uh say hi to you we'll also have david spade tickets coming up this is your final chance to win free david spade tickets only those people who stop by between six and ten will be entered in in the grand prize drawing we'll announce that winner once again, coming up tomorrow morning, Pastry Perfection, Garden City, Glenwood, right across from Hawks Stadium. Another hometown breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. We also need to talk about uh, they've got the uh, Degenhart dozen that they're going to be uh, starting to sell here in another couple of weeks. Tyson Degenhart. I'm guessing this is an NIL uh, contract with him. But. I don't think they could use his name if it weren't. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Coming up this morning, Casper and Chris, Damn Near Impossible Question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Uh, today, got a $50 gift certificate to La Peep in Meridian, if you can answer our question. Only one U.S. president has ever gotten married in the White House. It happened on June 2nd. Which president is it? If you know, stick around. After 8 o'clock, we will give you a chance to answer and win
0: Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. This is. I wanna, you say
5: this is too
7: close to home. This is home. That's no, fine. We see blood on the ground. They were rushing people out. I don't know if some of them were injured or just uh, had been injured during the shooting, but some of them couldn't walk
5: very well. Suspects wearing a black or dark blue jacket carrying a rifle. It's not even safe if you come outside anymore, you know. We're having some difficulties getting through some locked
2: doors. Right now, we have uh, four civilians that are uh, dead. We have one shooter that is dead.
7: Yale has never looked like this before. I also want to express our community's
8: profound gratitude. For the broad range of first responders who
3: did not hesitate today.
2: And there is nothing more this community could do for us than to pray for the families and the loved ones and the victims. Another mass shooting, this one in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, last night. Uh, Latest update, there are uh, five people now dead, including the shooter who is suspected to have uh, taken his own life. Uh, also, now reports coming in he had a rifle and a handgun with him. So, what earlier reports were that just uh, a rifle, but now rifle and a handgun confirmed. This took place in Tulsa, Oklahoma. No known motive, though, right? No. St. Francis Hospital, um, believed to have been looking for a physician at the hospital, but never found that physician. Instead just shot whoever was convenient. Mm, it looks like that way. Details are sketchy. Haven't been released uh, as of yet. Names of the victims haven't been released as of yet or what they were, you know, who the victims were as far right. as whether they were people in the hospital or people who were working in the hospital. Yeah. Patients or doctors, nurses, so etc. We don't know. This is the uh, announcement from St. Francis, Uh, St. Francis Health System, grieving the loss of four members of our family. Mm. So it's sounding like it is members that work there. Uh, As a faith-based organization, the only recourse we have at this moment is to pray while we navigate this tragedy. Out of the respect for the families, we are not commenting on or releasing names of those lost or injured at this time. We are sincerely thankful for the quick response by the Tulsa Police Department, first responders, and EMS agencies, and our deepest gratitude extends to the members of our own St. Francis family who cared for their own during this incident to allow our staff and caregivers the opportunity to process today's tragedy all Warren clinic appointments in Tulsa and Broken Arrow scheduled before noon today have been canceled. Additionally, the Warren Clinic orthopedic offices in the uh, Natalie building will be closed until further notice. We Mm -hmm. ask you, please pray for our employees and physicians of St. Francis Health Systems. Yeah, that's that's too bad that that had to happen. Another mass shooting. Just over a week from the school shooting that happened in uh, Texas last week. We need to put. We need to start putting subliminal things into a TV shows. Remember that the whole popcorn study from years mm-hmm. and years ago, yeah. uh, where they'd put something just a blip in, and, and they'd end up selling more popcorn at the movie theater. Uh, but we could do that, you know. Just don't commit a mass shooting. Just every now and then, just you know, flip that into a, a TV show. A gun control package that would include a proposal to raise the minimum age to own a semi-automatic rifle is expected to pass through the House today. However, Democrat-led effort unlikely to pass the Senate where it would take 60 votes yeah. to pass. No, it's not going to. It's not going to pass. Mm-hmm. Might pass. might pass the House, but it's not going to pass the uh, Senate. And as usual, this is just kind of a token thing that they're doing because there have been some shootings. Mm-hmm. That, I, I, they know darn well it's not going to pass. You know, one thing that... And unfortunately, this is my opinion, I don't think they work, um, that is being talked about and on a bipartisan level as far as Republicans and Democrats. And you also have to look at the NRA. The NRA is also not vehemently against this as as they are against any type of banning of any type of weapons, and that's red flag laws. I don't know if they're going to to pass it, but it is one thing, you know, that Republicans and Democrats were trying to work together for for something that they can get behind. Yeah. And red flag laws and like I said, the the NRA they've they've been against it, but they're not aggressively against red flag laws. Now the problem you run into with red flag laws, of course, are the problems that you run into with the Constitution. Because you don't get due process with red flag laws. If you get called crazy or I think this person is nuts, you know, the red flag laws say that that gun can be yeah. taken from them before they ever get a chance to have anything proven against them. Just somebody can say, hey, you're crazy. and that, Yeah, a judge can have somebody committed Yeah, and so sign the papers. The, the, the problem you run into with most red flag laws is there is no due process, which is against the Constitution and has nothing to do with the Second Amendment. You're having, you know, it's life, liberty, and property. You, you have the right to not have any of that taken from you by the government, and that's something that would be happening if you're having your guns taken from you, and it would just take somebody saying, hey, I think this person is a danger to people. Um, the other reason why I don't think it works, and this is my opinion, just my opinion, you have red flag laws um, that one of the worst shootings in history in Connecticut at Sandy Hook they had red light, red flag laws in effect there. California has red flag laws. They've had two mass shootings in the last month. I think it's, it's like so many people say, we already have laws against doing all this stuff. Uh, so it's the laws really aren't the problem. Yeah, I, and I, I agree with you 100%. It's the enforcement. I, I was listening to a news program last night. There are over 2,000, over 2,000, Federal, state, and local gun laws on the books in this nation. 2,000 separate?
7: Yeah. Well,
2: my guess is our state probably has fewer than most. Probably. But, I mean, you're you're talking over 2,000 laws. So if you have over 2,000 laws, why aren't they stopping situations like this is, mm-hmm. is one more law so so we've been yeah, sitting and, number, I, and i know law number 2001 is definitely yeah, going to be the one to get us over the top i know everybody the rhetoric is we got to do something and, and it's going to happen even more this week because now a, a week apart you've got two mass shootings something has to be done and making more laws doesn't seem like it's 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 able to work how about enforcing the laws you know that we that yeah. we have so far you, they do for the most part the the, the problem is and, until there is a mass shooting you really can't arrest somebody for a mass shooting no you can't arrest him for a mass shooting but we're we're hearing reports that now that the police had been called to the shooter's last week yeah. um to the the his house Numerous times. So red flags. Never arrested. All over the place. Never arrested okay. for, for physical acts against the mother. They've, they've been, I mean, police came to the house. It was bad enough that they'd come to the house. And he had, in his background check, that doesn't show up. None of that shows up because he'd never been arrested for any of the stuff. Well, sure. They just kept letting, letting and him go. Your mind doesn't go there, you know, to, uh, I think, the average person. You meet somebody and they're a little off kilter. You, your mind doesn't say, well, that guy's kind of crazy. I certainly hope he never commits a mass shooting. D you know what uh, his his uh school kids in the school that he went to called him? Shooter, school shooter. You're kidding. No. Not before this happened. Um kids had already said, you know, hey, there's this guy is off. They, I, they I would called say him that school shooter. I would say that qualifies as a bit of a red flag. Yeah. 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Fortunately, we get to talk about another mass shooting today going to check on what's going on with sports once again it's brought to you by fat guys fresh deli check out their menu
3: fat guys fresh good morning well former dallas cowboys and chicago bear running back marion barber has died at the age of 38 the cowboys just made the announcement last night the cause of barber's death is currently not known Police are in Frisco, Texas, said in a statement that they responded to a welfare concern on Wednesday at an apartment that they believed to be leased by Barber. Police said they were investigating an unattended death at that location, but didn't identify the individual in their statement. Barber, drafted by Dallas in the fourth round of the 05 NFL draft out of Minnesota, he was named to the Pro Bowl in 07, despite not starting a game for the 13-3 and 3 team that finished with the best record in the NFC. He led the Cowboys with 975 yards, ran hard, also had 10 touchdowns that season. But after being released by the Cowboys following the 2010 season, he spent one year with the Bears, finished his career with about 4,700 yards and 53 touchdowns in the 99 games that he played. If you remember his game... He was a hard-charging guy. They used to call him Marion the Barbarian, and he was definitely a fan favorite because of how hard he played. Marion Barber, gone at the age of 38. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market
1: Report.
0: Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money
1: before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. All well, the Dow uh, futures were up.
2: 150 points an hour, uh, hour ago. Now only 37 in the green, uh, eight minutes ahead of our opening uh, here. Je- Jeremiah Bates with us once again here this morning. Uh, wanted to talk uh, about JP Morgan's Jamie Dimion, who yesterday said you need to prepare for an economic hurricane. Number one, what's an economic hurricane? Number two, how do you prepare for something like that? Huh.
6: Yeah, no, this is hilarious about this headline because he doesn't even know. And this is like my, my, my gripe with the financial industry news, uh, headlines. I mean, they just invoke a lot of fear. They invoke a lot of uncertainty. But if you pierce back that his statement goes to goes to say that no one knows that this hurricane is a minor one or a superstorm Sandy. So now you're seeing, you know, across the board and a lot of um uh, financial media outlets that you know his statement. I mean, he is the CEO of J P Morgan Chase. So when he made that statement, it's kind of changing market sentiment, which I completely disagree with because at the end of the day, trying to predict what's going to happen in the future regarding the economy regarding the market it's a fool's errand no one knows and he kind of hedges his statement by saying yeah we don't know if this is going to be a minor one or a superstorm sandy well i don't know what classifies as a minor hurricane but i mean he <laughs> he does he does cite some things that are just based in fact one of which is that we have the, the Federal Reserve coming in raising interest rates at a very aggressive rate and we also have the, the quantitative tightening. Basically, it's the Federal Reserve shrinking its balance sheet and letting about $95 billion a month in bond holdings be reduced. So we don't really know what that's gonna look like. So he's taking more of a, um, a kind of fear mongering approach, in my opinion, and saying and putting some statements out there that really doesn't do any investors any good, uh in my opinion. It just kind of it's just invoking fear, which hey, my unfortunately my industry does a really good job of. We get a bad rap and, and reasonably so, right? But I mean let's look at some positivity, right? It's one of which is you saw today that um you have oil prices dropping a bit because OPEC is meeting and they're going to have a key decision on whether that they are going to produce or increase oil production. Now they're kind of their statement on this is if uh, or the, the rumor is if Russia output Russia's output falls substantially then they'll likely increase oil production, so that's some positive news. That could uh, that could bring down the inflation, the hot inflation numbers we're seeing. If we see it, the price of the pump go down, you're already seeing a lot of travel shares benefit from this rumor, right? Buy buy on the rumor, sell on the news. Uh, so you have shares of American Airlines, you have your um, your uh, cruise lines up about up each up about over one percent thus far today um, in pre market trading. So even though there's a lot of uncertainty, there's no denying that. I do like I've said all along there. Will be some volatility now. Whether there's a there's a hurricane on the horizon, I don't know. Let's just uh, let's put the weather analogies compared to the market to bed for a bit, and let's just see how things pan out. And if you're an investor, again, know why you're invested. Generally, if it's for the long term, this too shall pass. We'll ride it out. I think uh, I think we're going to see some more volatility this month. We saw a little bit of uh, positivity in some individual stocks yesterday. I think we'll see more of the same today, and we'll see how this energy thing plays out. All right. What's what's going on with Tesla? Uh,
2: I guess Elon Musk yesterday told workers return to work or resign.
6: Yeah, no, he made it pretty clear that uh he he is not a fan of this work remotely or work from home just cuz it sounds like uh be, I mean, Elon Musk is an outlier when it comes to productivity of a human being. <laughs> I mean, if you read stories about, you know, him sleeping on the factory floors um in Tesla, I mean, you I mean, he's got Tesla, he's got SpaceX, he's got the Boring Company, so him being the, uh, the measuring stick on your level of productivity, that might be a hard one to meet. But now he made it clear. He said, listen, um, as employees, we're not seeing the level of output that we saw when people were in the office. So he's putting a stance on there saying, Hey, if you want to stay here, you, you need to come back to the office for at least 40 hours, which I don't know if he's going to be able to agree with. Cause if you look at, or if he's going to be able to achieve, cause if you look at a lot of, um, I guess census data and polls, a lot of employees, especially in the younger generation, they're making it clear that work from home or working remotely, it's not a benefit. It's kind of like a staple. Like this, is, this is, has to be on the table for me to consider working here. So we'll see how it goes. Well, it'll be interesting to watch if he
2: actually follows through because he gave a date and said, if you're not back in the office, consider yourself. You've resigned. Or we'll consider that you've resigned, I guess is the actual thing you said.
6: Yeah. And, c- and considering the competition out there and the lack of people to fill jobs, uh, maybe that might backfire on him, but he, he made his, uh, he made his point very, very clear yesterday. Certainly.
2: All right, Jeremiah. Thank you. Uh, looking like at least, uh, we'll be a little bit on the upside as we open up. We'll get an update from you after the stock market opens up here, uh, next hour and we'll talk to you again, uh, for Friday morning.
1: Thanks, gents
0: day from 10 to 1. It's Dan Bongino.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
4: The man who opened fire on Tulsa's St. Francis Hospital campus has not been publicly identified, but Deputy Police Chief Eric Dalglish says he arrived armed to the teeth.
2: We have confirmed he had one long gun, a rifle, and one handgun. Uh, on the scene at the
4: time. Mayor G.T. Bynum in a not so subtle reference to last week's response to a mass shooting in South Texas said
2: men
8: and women of the Tulsa Police Department did not hesitate.
4: After killing four and wounding several others the Tulsa gunman took his own life. Jim Ryan ABC News. Another mass shooting we're talking about this morning this one in Tulsa Oklahoma.
2: Kind of strange that the the the, uh, guy introducing the story said he was armed to the teeth and then the next guy said, "Yeah, he had a, a rifle and a handgun." What we don't know is how many rounds of ammo did he have.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, we still don't know what what the guns are. Not necessarily that that matters because they they took lives. It'll matter to some people, you know, that especially those that want to get you know AR fifteen type rifles mm-hmm. um, banned. They'll be able to use that that type of rhetoric, but it, it really doesn't matter. We don't even know what gun was used to to shoot the people. These people are dead. Yeah, I mean, like I said though, I just I just thought it was a strange choice of words. Armed to the teeth, uh, he armed really says it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you, you don't have to say that you know he didn't uh, come in with a wagon load full of guns behind him. Well, and and quite quite frank frankly that's a little bit of rhetoric too because you know when you hear that he had a handgun and a rifle yeah. you know my my first thought is oh my god he was armed to the teeth when i hear armed to the teeth i think oh he had he had a rifle in his hand oh, you think- he had probably a couple of handguns he had one slung over his shoulder yeah those belts uh, yeah. you know with the uh, whole nine yards last week you know criticism not just for the police, but also for the school, being able to get into the school. And a lot of people sitting here talking about, well, they should have had a one entry point and, you know, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Um, For that school, that could be a possibility. For a hospital, you can't have that. You can't have a single entry point that is a locked door and only, you know, you can only get buzzed in. The hospital has to be allowed to yeah. operate I mean, it's really people inconvenient are, you know in an emergency situation to be able to get in and get out it's really inconvenient for a school too, but you can get it done yeah schools i mean schools it can be done you you have schools who are already doing Lockdown, this. yeah yeah much. um so but for a hospital that would be impossible, so that type of uh you know suggestion for a hospital wouldn't work, and this was. What happened in this hospital? Uh, Bryce writes in, Mike, at KBY.com, you guys are talking about the number of gun laws across this country, and I think it makes it obvious that the laws aren't fixing anything. They're merely infringing on law-abiding citizens' rights, and that's it. They can pass all the laws they want, and it's not going to change the fact that this is still happening and yeah. going to happen because people that shoot up a hospital or a school or a church don't care what the law says. The, the places that have the strictest gun laws still have murders, and, and the places where they're the most lax... Yeah, they have murders, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob writes in, uh, my problem with red flag rules would be the veterans. Will any veteran being treated with post-traumatic stress syndrome be considered a red flag person? It's a possibility. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a very good question. Anybody with any kind of a, a mental problem, whether it's a mental disability or disease or, you know, any kind of a just something psychological, uh, will probably be considered a possibility. And the worst part about it is, you don't even have to prove it. Yeah. You know, you, you can just be somebody say, I think this person is a danger to himself and my family. You need to take away his guns. Go ahead and weigh in. Phone lines are open this morning. Unfortunately, talking about another mass shooting. 208-336-3700 pounds, 670 into Verizon wireless. a okay, final check on sports brought to you by Fat Guy's Fresh Deli. Don't forget the place to go every day for uh, lunch or dinner. Breakfast, uh, if if you should want to start 1030 with a French dip sandwich, go ahead. Soup, salad, wraps, and some of the best sandwiches you're going to find anywhere. Get into Fat Guy's Fresh Deli Meridian and in East Boise.
3: Good morning. Some NCAA basketball news that doesn't deal with Boise State this time, but it's pretty exciting for a lot of fans here in the Pacific Northwest because Gonzaga's biggest star, Drew Timmy, announced yesterday that he was withdrawing from the NBA draft and returning to Gonzaga for another season, solidifying coach Mark Few and the Zags as a national championship contender once again this year. Timmy, who was a two-time All-American, initially earned the draft uh, or entered the draft, I should say, in early April, but took his final decision on whether to stay in the draft or return to college right up until Wednesday's deadline, which just passed, by the way. With about 45 minutes before the deadline, Timmy tweeted out a simple announcement, I'm back. The 6'10 power forward from Texas, Timmy has been one of the most productive players in the country over the past two seasons. Last season, he averaged 18 points over six boards and two assists per game and shot darn near 60% from the field. As a sophomore, Timmy also put up about 19 points in seven boards, shooting 65% from the field. So, yeah, he could improve his game even more for his senior year. He also earned second-team All-American honors in each of the past two seasons, winning West Coast Conference Player of the Year honors last year. So, Gonzaga, they look to be very, very good again this year, with Drew Timmy coming back to play for the Bulldogs. I'm Rick Worthington.
0: It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa. Enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say Alexa. Open 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
4: Workers on Tulsa St. Francis Hospital campus were stunned to learn of the violence in one of the buildings. Robin had worked with some of the medical professionals who were killed.
5: These doctors have patients that, you know, rely on, the, on, on them, and they're gone.
4: A member of the Tulsa City Council says the shooter was targeting a specific physician whom he did not find before opening fire on others. Police arrived minutes later to find five dead, including the gunman, who was thought to have taken his own life. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Tulsa, Oklahoma Hospital, latest update from the
2: uh, mass shooting that happened there last evening. Had a gentleman uh, yesterday, we talked about this earlier this week when we came back uh, on Tuesday. What has changed? And a uh, gentleman recognized me at the golf course yesterday. Who mm-hmm. um, uh, was on the uh, putting green and came up and uh, said, hey, I, you guys had talked earlier this week about what has changed. And he goes, something that was not mentioned that I, I think has changed. And I got to thinking about, after he had said it, and I I think to a certain extent he is right, he said, we're no longer connected to our communities like we were 40 years ago. Not as much, you're right. And I got to thinking about that, and I think he is 100% right. 40 years ago, I I remember, you know, even even longer than that, like when my grandmother was alive and we would get to stay at her house, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a big treat for us. My grandmother every day would go to her neighbor's house, for coffee in the morning, um, she and her neighbors would come over to her house. Mm-hmm. They would sit there and talk and have coffee every single day. Every day she went to church and talked to people you know, after church and would sit there for you know, 15, 20 minutes talk, just talking to people. There are, are people now who not only don't talk to their next-door neighbors, <laughs> wouldn't know who their next-door neighbors were, have mm-hmm. never met them. Guilty. That's not something that happened 40 uh, years ago. We've lived in that house for 20 years, and I couldn't tell you the names of the neighbors on either side. Yeah. When I thought about that, I'd never even thought about that before. And I just think about growing up, even in the rural area that we grew up in, I grew up on a a farm in North Idaho. Mm -hmm. Even there, if a neighbor, or when I say a neighbor, I'm talking somebody who lived within 10 miles of you, drove by, they stopped, and they would talk to my my dad. And usually, if we were at home, he would have us run in and grab a beer, and they would sit there and <laughs> drink a beer together and and talk for half an hour. You didn't get your own though. Huh? Hour, not that my dad knew of. Um, when I when I was a kid in, in the in the immediate area around my house, we lived near a grade school and near a big park, and I could probably I could probably pick out a hundred houses in that neighborhood and tell you who lived there at the time. Yeah. I just just knew everybody. You couldn't couldn't, do that now? I couldn't do it now unless the same people still happen to be there. I man, when he when he said that, because because he said I he, one thing that wasn't brought up, I I was like, what can he bring up that I, I hadn't thought of? And man, when I got to thinking about that, you know, even driving home after playing golf yesterday, and he goes, that you know, that is one thing that I can point to that is completely different. You guys just moved to Nampa. Do you know your neighbors yet? Uh, yeah, we we uh, we know our next door neighbor. We're living, you know, uh, Shea McClellan lives is going to be living two doors down. We already know he's going to be moving in. Um, so you're in an we, NFL neighborhood? I probably know more neighbors right now than I did in my old neighborhood where we lived there if, for 20 this, years. This is a weird coincidence, but in my neighborhood there isn't anybody with money. <laughs> um I knew all the neighbors that lived like on either side of us. That but that's it. I beyond yeah. the four houses that were next right next to us um didn't talk to, didn't know any any of the neighbors and that's something that has completely changed like i said we're not connected to our our community like it was uh before uh, i don't know what that means or not but just one more thing to add to the list that we talked to earlier this week mm-hmm. 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless we have other things to talk about this morning unfortunately that was uh some of the big news that happened overnight um on un- <laughs> I don't. I didn't want to talk about this again, but there is an update in the uh, Amber Heard Johnny Depp defamation trial that finished up yesterday. We'll give that to you too, coming up here in just a little bit. Right now, though, uh, let's get a uh, check on
1: what's going on with traffic. In Shapiro, this afternoon at one. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Don't forget, tomorrow morning at this time, Hometown Breakfast, brought to you
2: by Cloverdale Plumbing, will be at Pastry Perfection in Garden City, right across from Hawk Stadium. National Donut Day tomorrow. Looking forward to just ripping into some of those tomorrow morning. I'd like to test them out first, before I tell you whether or not they're good. Mm, Yeah. Just Uh, just don't do the thing where you you take half and then put it back in the box. Yeah, I won't do that. Uh, Anyway, hope to see you there uh, tomorrow morning. David Spade tickets, uh, we'll have those for you coming up. Uh, Today, though, we've got a $50 gift certificate to La Peep. Great place to get yourself some breakfast or lunch, and all you have to do is answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. Uh, Our question today, only one U.S. president has ever gotten married in the White House. Uh, By the way, it happened on June 2nd. Which president was it? All right. If you know the answer, stick around 20 minutes from now and get a $50 gift certificate. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. To Listen
0: to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris
1: Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. And with all the bad economic news
2: coming out, you, you heard in our news right there that you're Gas prices could be going up. I'm not talking about the try to drive your car. We already know that gas prices are going up uh, just here in the Treasure Valley, about uh, 10 to 14 cents, depending on where you get your fill up. It was 10 cents earlier this week. Uh, it went up. Um, then yesterday, I told you about that yesterday, um, it had gone up to 480. And driving to work this morning, I noticed it was 484. So we're right. up another 4 cents a gallon just over the last 24 hours. We were at. Fast Eddie's last week for our Casper and Chris Hometown Breakfast and, and, and talking afterwards to uh, Steve Eddie, he said it's been crazy. He said he has never seen anything like this and he's been in, in this business for decades and he said, you guys don't understand. He goes, we we get price updates sometime multiple hours during a day. Hmm. So it's not the price. The price of gas doesn't increase like maybe once a week or even every couple of days. He goes, there are some days where we have literally got price increases a few times during that day. Hmm. That's, that's just absolutely that's, that's crazy. A, that's a little too fast. Dep- yeah, depending on when you're going to get your gasoline delivered. You get your da- gasoline delivered You know, at one point of the day, you're going to be paying this, but if you waited too long. And I, I I find myself doing that. It's like my gas tank isn't empty, but I'm afraid the gas is going to go up. Yeah, and you're so right. So I, I fill up then, and, and I was right. Like I said, I filled up yesterday. It wasn't even empty, and I go... You know, just in case, I save myself $0.04 a gallon. Every day, the best time to fill up is, in fact, yesterday. The um, other news, you know, with all the bad economic news, you heard in the uh, newscast that we just had, um, Central District Health is offering free sexually transmitted disease testing through the entire month of June. Absolutely free. All you have to do is call up, make your appointment, and it's free. Now, I don't need an uh, STI test, but it's free. What else is free these days? I want to take advantage of it just to get the free thing, even though I don't need it. So there's a, an available test, and uh, you are tempted to go get one simply because it's, cost- it's free. It, it won't cost you a thing. <laughs> exactly. I mean, with every everything economically these days, that seems to be bad news wherever you turn. By the way, stock market is down 181 points as of right now. It Opened up in the green, but it didn't can, take very long. I can see the story later yeah it was it was a terrible illness, but we caught it so early. <laughs> How did you catch it so early? Well, I just you know by habit, I was going in every week and getting tested for stuff I knew I didn't have' Because it was free, and then suddenly I had something uh by the way, coming up here in about half an hour, call, I told you I had crazy. been efforting yeah I'd been efforting um and uh, that effort has paid out paid off uh idaho chief deputy uh, deputy secretary of state chad hawk will be on with us um to talk about the uh, recent audit that has uh just finished up this week uh they had audited eight different counties after the uh primary race on the uh may 17th uh to see if there were uh any strange things that happened anything that uh you know didn't match up Um, any flaws so anyway we're going to talk about that audit just released to see if there were any problems with the uh, eight counties that were um, audited ada bannock bonneville idaho jerome kootenay madison and payette counties were uh, all the counties who took uh part in that uh audit and uh this is by the way if you're going i haven't ever heard about auditing before this is one of the new laws that was passed by the idaho legislature this year yeah so this is a, a new uh bill that was passed that they uh will be auditing and Idaho one of the few states that had didn't have a law in effect um to uh have audits that go on after uh, elections to yeah. check out the integrity of their elections. So we'll get to find out we've we've heard in the past a lot of people saying, "Hey, Idaho has uh you know, very safe elections. We've never had any problems whatever even though there are people who claim you remember Mike, was, L- Mike Lindell said that we had problems with our election. There was a lot of fraud in Idaho. When was the last time we had, say, just off the top of my head, a surprise Democrat win? Would it be, I, don't, I wouldn't call him surprise, but Ever? governor? We've, we've, we've had uh, a few congressmen that apparently we wanted to get rid of and voted in somebody else. And uh, governors, we, uh, we haven't elected a, a Democratic governor since the 80s, I don't think. Or possibly the 90s. I think it was the 90s. Yeah, because Andrus came back. That's right. Yeah. Um, and we haven't had a, a Democrat senator since 1981. That's when Frank Church uh, was defeated by Steve Sims. It's been pretty consistent, really. And, and, and like you said... It, I mean, it, unless you can prove the Republicans have cheated every... Uh, election for the last 40 years eh, we probably haven't had much cheating here well like you and like you said the key term there is surprise democrat yeah you know um we've had surprise victory yeah we've we've had democrats um who've won the the race especially you talk about the highest you know um office in the state governor Mm -hmm. we've had democrats who have won uh the race for governor in the past but i wouldn't have necessarily called them really a surprise right no, generally the the front runner in the polls is generally who wins in Idaho. Yeah. And by generally, I mean yeah, pretty much every time. Told you uh, as we were going to break would have uh some breaking news. I I know I said that hey, we were going to be done talking about it. The uh Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial yesterday. Um you can probably say uh both won and both lost in this particular case, although one won more bigly than the other. Johnny Depp uh, won $15 million um, in uh, the defamation case. Amber Heard won $2 million. Now, Johnny Depp won't get so, $15 million because Virginia caps punitive damages. Even though he's awarded $5 million, he can get a max of $350,000. Geez, why is that? I don't know. I, did, I, I thought maybe that Virginia just saw so many like, cases that they say this is ridiculous, so we're going to cap it right here. Like Virginia, I don't know. It's not like Virginia is completely full of huge corporations and CEOs. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> yes, yeah, it is. They are. Um, now, uh, the breaking news that I just had to share, and like I said, this was the trial of the century, six weeks, uh, estimates that uh, almost 50 million Americans at one point or another watched some or all of the uh, trial, which is just absolutely crazy for a trial this dumb. But uh, Amber Heard um, has announced, her people have announced, rather, that they will appeal the verdict in the defamation lawsuit. Now, what's surprising like uh, because of this is I didn't think this was going to happen because there are people that don't think that she has a lot of money. Um, Johnny Depp has a lot of money. Now, when you file an appeal in a case like this, you have to give all the money that you lost, you know, that the jury awarded to Johnny Depp, Mm -hmm. you have to post bond, and you have to put all that money in cash up immediately, and it also draws interest for as long as however it takes for the trial, the appeal trial, to end. So you would owe the $10 million if they, again, had the appeal and it was upheld. You would also owe, on top of that, all the uh, interest um that would be charged in that that that's why that's kind of surprised because she's going to have to come up with all that money all at once and if you remember for those of you who watched the trial she said all the money that she got in the divorce settlement um she was going to donate to charity which was 7.5 million dollars which has not been done yet but just promising that would indicate that at least she thinks she's got plenty of money Which, if she thinks she does, why hadn't she done, she just donated it as a, that was, by the way, one of the swinging points in the trial because she- It might be because she thinks she does it and doesn't really. Um, I don't know, you said you hadn't watched any of it and one of the highlights of that trial was the Johnny Depp's lawyers asking her, so you, you claimed that you were going to give the money to two different charities, a hospital and ACLU, I think. And she goes, have you have you done that yet? She goes, yes, I pledged all that money. She goes, no, <laughs> have you written a check or given that money yet? Yes, I pledged all that money. <laughs> and they said, that's not the question we're asking. Mm-hmm. We said, have you donated that money? And she goes, pledging and donating are synonymous to me. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. If they were synonymous to me, I could... Uh... Be celebrated every Labor Day. <laughs> I'm going to pledge to give a million. I may never do it, but I'm going to pledge to do it. It's synonymous, old, and I'm, I'm going to take the deduction on the, my taxes too. You know, Jerry Lewis telethons back like in the '70s when people were really into them, and you know there'd be events all over town, and everybody was going on TV and challenging other people. I challenge everybody who works at St. Luke's to you know donate mm-hmm. this much money. I accept your challenge. Yeah. Did you donate the 90? No, but I accepted the challenge, that's and that's right. synonymous to me. It is synonymous. 208- I had good intentions. That's all I needed. <laughs> 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, good numbers to know. We're going to take a break here for traffic, and when we come back, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Somebody is going to pick up that $50 gift certificate to Le Peep if you can answer our Casper and Chris, damn near
1: impossible question. And It's coming up here next. Don't go away. Drive home live and local with Nate
0: Shellman this afternoon at 3.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway
2: Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Max is going to get first crack at her question today and that first crack at that $50 gift certificate to uh, Lepeep in Meridian. All right, Max, our question for you today Only one U.S. president has ever gotten married in the White House. Coincidentally, it happened on June 2nd. Which president was it that got married in the White House?
5: Morning, gents. That would be Grover Cleveland.
6: Grover!
2: Yes, he married. Lovable, very <laughs> he married lovable furry old Grover. He married Frances Folsom at the White House, June second, eighteen eighty-six. About a year and a half into his first of uh, two you know, non-consecutive presidential now, now, now terms. Now he was forty-eight years old at the time. You know why he waited that long to get married to her? Couldn't find anybody he was, that no? he loved as enough. He was waiting until she turned twenty-one. Oh. <laughs> I could say something, but I'm not. <laughs> Hey, Max, hold on the line. Got to get some information from you. You got yourself a $50 gift certificate to La Peep. Have you ever been there before?
5: You know, I was hoping you'd ask that, Mike. I'm a bit embarrassed to say that we picked up a sweet deal from them and got, you know, two $25 gift certificates, gifted one to our daughter for her birthday, and we have yet to make use of them. Uh, So now we've got $100 uh, we can afford to take you and Chris with us.
2: Look at that, Chris. I like you, Max. Today is getting better already.
5: <laughs> I like you guys, too. We're dedicated listeners. Thanks much. Guys. Well, thank you very have much, much and congratulations.
2: Day. You enjoy that. You're, you're going to have a great time there. And by the way, with $100, um, you can take a lot of people. That's going to that's mm-hmm. definitely serve a lot of people. So hold on the line. We'll get some more information. One more day on the way for you for the uh, Lapeep gift certificate. We'll do that coming up tomorrow morning. Um, he mentioned the sweet deal there. Tomorrow morning, we have another sweet deal for you. Uh, tomorrow morning, uh, this is perfect for this time of year as we get into uh, the summer seasons, and you might be looking for a way when temperatures get to triple digits here in the Treasure Valley to get away from it all and cool off. Coming up tomorrow morning, you can get a $68 gift certificate for only $34. Half price, Cascade River and Kayak. It's uh, valid for a half-day lower South Fork rafting trip for one adult, or it can be used toward any of their other rafting trips available. So it's a $68 value. 30- so if- Thirty-four bucks for $34 a rafting $34 trip. Thirty-four bucks for a rafting trip. Think about you, again, again. There's something that you don't want to pass up. Just go, hey, what? Well, it might never be this low again. You couldn't go purchase an inner tube and raft the Boise River no. for thirty-four dollars. For Probably crying not. out loud! Um, so here's your chance to go. And if you've never been, you, if you're from Idaho, you, you really need to go on one of these raft trips because it is kind of a rite of passage for Idahoans to go uh, do this. And tomorrow morning at nine o'clock, you'll have a chance to do it for half price float, and you get it, your choice. You got relaxing floats, raging white water thrills, uh, class four rapids, if you'd like to do that. It's a perfect trip for everybody. Tomorrow morning at nine o'clock goes on sale at KBOI. Dot com. Just be ready to click on the Sweet Deals link. Uh, last year, we did this deal last year, and it sold out in about five minutes. So uh, once again, this goes really quick. By the way, you don't even have to wait for tomorrow morning. You want to get a sweet deal right now. Uh, if you have pests, you're starting to see spiders, mites, maybe uh, wasps around your house. Um, right now, sweet deal available at uh, KBY.com from Emerald Lawns Pest Control $160 for a $320 pest in pest control. It's half price deal too. Once again, $320 value, only $160, and it's available right now. You don't have to wait until Friday morning. So get at KBOI.com. Click on the Sweet Deals link.
0: For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Eight thirty nine two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred 208
2: pounds 670 on your Verizon Wiles. If you want to get through to us uh, this morning, you can email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com, or you can text us, same as our main number. Um, we will get to your phone calls and emails uh, coming up. But uh, this morning on with us, uh, I'd like to welcome back, uh, second time we've talked to him in a month, Chief Deputy, uh, Deputy Secretary of State Chad Hawk is uh, with us to talk about the uh, recently uh, wrapped up audit of uh the election primary election back on may 17th welcome and thanks for uh getting back to us on such short notice so that we could talk to you this morning
9: my pleasure good morning and thanks for having me back on casper and chris
2: you're welcome and uh let's start things off all right audit just wrapped up um you had eight counties who were part of this uh audit um what what did you find how much fraud was there was there what mistakes anything
9: well so that gets right to the point i guess (laughs) <laughs> the, the easy answer there is none. Uh, the the more elaborate answer is more interesting, I think, and and a little more insightful. But overall, when you look at it from a fraud standpoint, uh, again, we didn't expect we would see it, but that's why you do these to see what you don't expect. And and we came out of a lot of things with a lot of things that we didn't expect. We uh, expected to learn something, but you never know what that's going to be going in. So. Uh, The findings were really interesting. And and really, the important thing to understand about this audit is that it is not a recount. The recounts in the state of Idaho are run by the attorney general. The candidates can request them of the attorney general. Uh, So nothing that we were going to see, nothing that we were going to do in and of itself was going to change the outcome of any of the races that we saw across the state. It was just going to provide insight that perhaps a candidate would use to contest a race or decide whether or not they wanted a recount. So Uh, what we found is, first of all, that all of the counties in which we we went, uh, we found that the numbers that we were seeing matched up very closely, if not perfectly, with what they canvassed. That's their official certified report coming out of their county. Um, And then we started past that to look at inventory controls and how do they store their ballots? How easy was it to retrieve those ballots and find the ones that we were looking for? And that's really where the insight came in.
2: How many... uh Variations from uh, initial results were there
9: um, all told we were able out of just over twenty thousand ballots we were able to put our hands on all but one uh, of those twenty thousand ballots, so when you get down to the nitty gritty that's point zero zero five percent uh error rate less than one one thousand or five one thousandths of a percent um and that was just the one ballot we couldn't find now we had some that in the first time we went past them we said yep that's a vote for this person or no that's not a a vote we would count but then when you go back and put it in context of where was that vote cast what manner was that vote cast in uh was it machine tabulated or hand adjudicated was it reviewed all of those contexts um then you look at it and say, okay, well, the decision that we made ultimately wasn't the correct decision. The decision that was made on election night was, and uh, those counts then came out reconciled. And that's where you see in our reports variances versus attributable and unattributable. Um, that means that we just we were able to put in context and figure out why it was handled the way it was.
2: So out of the 20,000 ballots that you audited, there was only one thing is that what you're saying
9: is that what I'm getting one one on the count that we disagreed with yeah and that was just simply because we couldn't actually look at that specific ballot Uh, in the county that we were in they had reported for reference 817 in a particular race we could only count 816 so either they overcounted by one or they were missing one ballot in their inventory at that point
2: did you find any problems checking the uh, equipment and procedures
9: no, actually, we found some things that certain counties were doing that were insightful, that were, that were new. Uh, in many of these counties, these were machine tabulated, and I know that's a big conversation uh, that's going on nationally right now, is that machine tabulation and, and trusting those pieces of electronic equipment. But we found, in, especially in the largest county that we, that we did, Ada County, we found that machine count to be actually 100% dead on.
2: So uh, you had Ada, Bannock, Bonneville, Idaho, Jerome, Kootenai, Madison, and Payette counties who all took uh, part in this particular audit. How were those uh, counties chosen?
9: So we broke everything up into three groups. We had counties over 100,000 registered voters. Then we had our 20,000 to 99,999 grouping, and then we had below 20,000 registered voters. Uh, you've got three counties in the first group. From that, we drew two of the three. Uh, we drew them with randomized ping pong balls, literally, uh, in a little bingo hopper, and uh, that was live streamed on Idaho Public Television so that everybody could see that that wanted to. So it's uh, like we went the lottery. Into the second group. It was basically a lottery draw. Uh, we assigned each. We had 50 balls in the lottery hopper, and we assigned each county within each group a pro rata number of those balls. Based on their population to the size of the group as a whole, uh, so for example, in the first draw, Ada County got 30 balls, uh, Canyon County got 11, and Kootenai County got nine. Ironically, the first ball out of the hopper was Canyon, was uh, excuse me, Kootenai County, hmm. even though they had the lowest percentage. Right. But,
2: so it is like it's like the NBA lottery. Mm-hmm. The way they they yeah, weigh it.
9: Not a huge NBA fan. Sorry, I'm outing myself no, there, but. but uh, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it's a completely randomized process. We actually worked with Boise State University math department and computer science department on designing the processes that we used in this audit. And we'll go back to them uh, to validate those as we get ready to do the same thing again in November for the general election. Have there been
2: serious uh, problems that you've heard from other states?
9: You know, I mean, there are different states that are going through growing pains, if you will, as they as they look at new systems. I had the opportunity to to, uh, fly out and testify for the state of Louisiana. Uh, They have recently passed a law that says that they have to use a paper ballot system in their upcoming elections going forward for 2024 and beyond. So they've got to figure out how to get into that paper ballot system. The nice thing and the reason they called Idaho is uh, since the seventies, Idaho has never left it. And there've been a lot of states that kind of abandoned ship on the paper ballot after the 20, after the 2000 hanging Chad, Florida scenario. (laughs) Uh, And a lot of them went to digital electronic recording equipment, things of that nature away from paper. Idaho never left. And as a result, we have just a a very long history and experience in scaling these paper ballot type systems that safely and consistently reproduce results, even using electronic tabulation.
2: Talking once again with uh, Idaho Chief uh, Deputy Secretary of State Chad Hauck this morning. Um, Will we be doing this now after every election? Because I know this is something new that was passed in the last Idaho legislature. So is this audit going to be done after every election now in the state?
9: That's a great question. It's actually every even year. uh, So when you have your state, your legislative races, those are always on even years. Odd years in Idaho, we do municipal elections, uh, city mayors, things of that nature. We're not going to be going in and doing those in those years. But in every time that we have legislative candidates up for election, so every two years, we'll be doing both the primary and the general according to statute.
2: So it will be after the uh, general election coming up in November, you'll be doing the same thing?
9: Correct, exactly. And then we'll be doing it again in the uh, 2024 cycle when we come back onto the presidential election cycle. So it's really designed to give us that extra boost of confidence during these larger statewide and national elections and just reinforce that as policies change, as progresses change, uh, or as processes, excuse me, progress forward, that we're Still doing everything both by the book and that it's producing reproducible results.
2: So compared to all the other states, how is Idaho's election integrity?
9: Well, you know, I have a bias, uh, but I think we're one of the we're definitely one of the leaders in the country. Like I said, we've been uh, we've been out front on the paper ballot component uh, since the two, early 2000s and holding there and figuring out how to make that work and make that scale. We've got some of the tightest and, and most secure absentee voting processes we require that it be assigned absentee coming in on a request we don't just send out absentee ballots to anyone uh, so i think we're really solid there and we've been using a lot of those processes since 1970 or 1974 if you look back at statutes um, we have some of the best on the other side of the coin on the technology we have some of the best cybersecurity folks in the in the country and and consistently are leading on the cybersecurity front as well so Combine that with the election integrity center that's developing at Boise state university in the computer science department, where we're putting out some new things that will be used nationally in the 2024 presidential election. And, and we're really on the front edge of of election integrity here in Idaho.
2: Before we let you go, um, you're due to release a secondary report involving lessons learned that will be released later this month. Can you give us a preview of all, uh, at that, Uh, what's going to be in that report?
9: Absolutely. And, and, that's the report that'll get into some of the things that we saw in the different eight counties that we were in, both looking at things that we think we might be able to do better, but more importantly, celebrating some of the things that we saw that uh, that we think other counties could gain from. And a, a great example of that is in one of the counties that we visited, uh, we were told before our team was able to go out on the floor with the ballots that it, that had been secured by the sheriff's department, We were told by the election division to to please empty our pockets and make sure that we didn't have any blue or black ink pens um, and that green ink pens had been provided for us on the on the work floor that they don't allow blue or black ink pens around their ballots. Now, that seems very common sense once you hear it, but it's a great example of how they're making sure that any election worker can't inadvertently put a mark on a ballot that might mm. get that ballot upon review to be confused as overmarked or overvoted, which would functionally invalidate a vote on that particular ballot. So those are, those are the kinds of things we're going to see in that report, inventory controls, right. fraud controls, things of that nature that we saw, and then recommendations of where we'd like to see some of that stuff implemented on a larger scale.
2: Chief Deputy uh, Secretary of State, Chad Houck, thanks for taking a couple minutes uh, with us this morning. Much appreciated.
9: My pleasure as always, gentlemen. Thanks again.
0: The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper
1: and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700,
2: 208-336-3700, pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless uh, email. No name on this, Mike at KBY.com. Good morning to everyone, except those who promote the agenda for WEF, the WHO, and the new corporate fascists, etc. And for your information, Chris, our election fraud comes in the form of rhinos. Instead of Constitution supporting freedom-loving conservatives, our own potential Secretary of State, McGrain, took Zuckerberg funds, funneled through them uh, by a non Claimed it went to PPE and asked others to do the same. What a coincidence. That's the same pattern all states have with fraudulent loading. John wrote in and says, regarding fluctuating fuel prices for me chasing pennies to uh, keep my tank full isn't worth my time. I value my time. So, Mike, try going to that discount fuel stop and do it when you're around a quarter tank. You might find you now have a few extra hours a month for yourself. It does just take a few minutes to fill up a tank. I mean, it's not hours. Well, it depends, depends on where you're going. If you, you know, like I don't have a Costco around me. So if he's talking about going to a discount Costco, I would have to drive, you know, probably an extra 20, 30 minutes to get to, you know, my Costco to save money on the gasoline. Which, you know, driving <laughs> each way, um, you know, 15 miles or whatever mm-hmm. that, it, that it takes me to get to my Costco. Um, you're taking time and you're talking extra gas also. Um, 208-336-3700, pound 670 under Verizon Wireless. Our phone lines are open. I uh, want to talk about the election. want to talk about the latest shooting. Uh, if, if We're not talking about Amber Heard uh, anymore. Uh, but any of those, you want to talk about that, please feel free to give us a call.
1: Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI.
5: We understand that they have identified both the shooter and the victims. They know that
2: he targeted the second floor where we went into and started shooting yesterday.
5: We also know that they had fears that a bomb had been planted in a suburb near here, that that was related to this case. No bomb was found when they cleared that house.
2: Latest uh, on the uh, shooting in Tulsa, Oklahoma, hospital yesterday. Another shooting, another week. Um, it seems like over the last, at least the last month, seems like it uh, happens to be uh, coming every uh, week to the 10 days uh-huh. or, or so. This is true. This is on top of the uh, shooting last week in Ivaldi the uh, school shooting in Texas. Took the lives of 19 people. Still don't know the motive of this particular instance, although we have heard this morning that uh, apparently the shooter was looking for one specific physician. Physician. And did not find. Did not find that person. Said doctor. So just shot whoever was convenient then. Pretty much. 208-336-3700. pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, email chris at kby.com. Mike at kby.com. I know I said that this morning after we gave the news that Johnny Depp and Amber Heard had both won and both lost their liable case that mm-hmm. you know we didn't need to talk about it anymore however there has been uh, breaking news throughout the morning as uh, we have gone on uh, we told you the breaking news that uh, Amber has announced that she will be appealing the decision by the way Johnny Depp awarded 15 million dollars max he can get though is 10,350,000 dollars. Wow. because punitive damages are capped in Virginia at $350,000 uh amber heard had sued johnny depp's lawyers for two million dollars she won that case and it was going to get two million dollars um her lawyers by the way were on good morning america this morning and uh one of the questions asked was is she going to be able to afford to pay johnny depp and her lawyer said oh gosh obviously not i didn't know it was obvious but um apparently she has no money to pay johnny depp which means even though she said she's going to appeal she can't appeal Mm. because you've got to put up $10,350,000 in cash to be able to appeal, plus that well, money will be gaining interest during the yeah. entire time till the appeal is finished. If she can't pay and can't appeal, what can she do? Um, that'll be interesting to see. Because, you know, who else hasn't got paid on this yet? How well, is she going to pay her lawyers? Her lawyers don't work for free. Yeah, true. Um Another interesting thing, and, I, and part of the reason I brought this update up is uh, because her lawyers blamed social media for her loss. Not not the fact that they did an ineffective job, which by, if by any accounts if people watched any or all or even the updates of the case, her lawyers were not that great. Um, but her lawyers blamed social media yeah, for I'd getting, like getting uh, the opinion in the favor of Johnny Depp. I'd like to announce hereafter that if I ever make any kind of mistake on the air, it's the fault (laughs) of social media. You know what? Me too. I can't explain it. I just know that it is. Hashtag me too. Yeah. Well, that's not the mistake I'm going to make. Don writes in, Mike at KBOI.com. I hope these gas prices keep rising. This will be the only way America will realize that electric cars are the only way to go. I don't understand why so many of you don't understand how easy it is to use batteries for energy. It's frustrating to me because it's so simple. Well, it may be frustrating to you because it's not as simple as you make it. Uh, batteries don't make energy. They have to get their energy from someplace else. Mm-hmm. They only store the energy that is being made. You don't just get to buy a battery and it has unlimited lifetime. Yeah, it keeps it, going and going and going. They, for the most part, do not work that way. Here's here's the other problem that uh, you run into, uh, the Ford Lightning pickup truck mm-hmm. that is out. They're taking orders for. Um, it's a fully electric vehicle by all accounts, supposed to be a, a great vehicle, priced anywhere from forty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars. If you would like to buy a vehicle, if you put your name on the wait list today. You would be about two hundred and one thousand people waiting, not wow. not that are ready to buy. The wait list is over two hundred thousand people. So, I mean, you could be talking years before you're able to get your electric pickup truck. If you're one of those people that would have to have a pickup truck, what's the, what's the name of that thing that you uh, you strap across the uh, steering wheel, and no one can drive your car? Oh, the the wheel lock. Is it wheel lock? Okay, good enough. Yeah, do that. Because seriously, if uh, nobody can buy the vehicle they want, uh, there's going to be big business in selling used ones, even if you stole one. Maybe, uh, if you're lucky, the state of Washington, we've told you about this story, that uh, beginning in 2030, they will require um, that no vehicles can be bought, sold, anywhere in the state after 2030 that is not an electric vehicle. Yeah. So be like Canada, and their gun laws. I like our hybrid. You know, I think it's great. Like I said, we 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 bought it, and a couple of weeks later, we drove over to the Oregon coast through Portland, and driving over there through Portland, then driving around Portland a little bit, driving mm-hmm. down to the coast, going up and down, and then uh, you know driving back through Portland, and then back on the freeway to home. We filled up once on the way over and once on the way back. And there's, I mean, there's a perfect example of you know with don writing in and it's like you know you, you need to get your energy from someplace else and that's why you should buy an electric car right now i i think the hybrids are are about the the best option but they still burn gasoline well sure they do yeah but you, you have to have it, gas in them but when uh when it's running on gas uh the wheels will provide some right, energy to right. the battery and yeah. then when it's running on battery it'll uh, run until uh, it thinks it needs more energy so yeah. And I think that's, that's the best option right now. But I mean, here's the stupid part of that, that whole thing. I, th- I think that's a great vehicle because then at least you're not going to be stranded, you know, when you get to the end of your, your battery life and have to wait, you know, even, even fast charging, if you can find those places, right, um, are, are going to take you an hour or more to charge. Uh, otherwise you're, you're looking at 10 or 11 hours to charge your, your vehicle. At least this way, you're not going to be stranded. However, in, in Washington in 2030, Still can't buy one of those vehicles because yeah. it, it it'll be electric doesn't, only. It, yeah, it's electric only. Oh, well, their choice. Like, I mean, it is a state's right to uh, to decide that, isn't it? My yeah, and my opinion is that there's no way they're going to meet this in 2030. There's I absolutely no way I, you're going to have the whole vehicle fleets, everything, workers, businesses, people's own cars um, that they're not going to be able to buy new vehicles unless they're I, electric because it's just not going to be. Um, the The infrastructure still isn 't going to be there in just in just eight years i just can 't imagine why they left automobiles completely out of the Constitution, but they did <laughs> uh, another uh, email in um, says uh, you guys are talking about the number of gun laws ca- across the country. I think it makes it obvious that laws aren 't fixing anything they 're merely infringing on law abiding citizens rights that 's it. They can pass all the laws that they want and it 's not going to change the fact that it 's still happening and going to happen because of people that shoot up a hospital or a school or a church. Don't care what the law says. These people are obviously unstable and disturbed, which brings us back to what their home life has been like and uh, what was their childhood like. The more God and family uh, unit keeping keep getting attacked and cut out of daily life, this just will continue and worsen. CJ writes in, mass shootings are horrible and sad. Right now, the media keeps reporting on uh, more and more shootings. See, Google News in the U.S., In 2020, we had 611 mass shootings on uh, almost 200 incident increase from 2019 at 417. In 2021, we had 693. Right now, halfway through the year in 2022, we're at uh, 173. I don't remember such a bombardment last year or the year before. Did you guys? Media seems to be distracting from Biden and his administration's horrible management of this country by standing on the victims of bodies. I don't necessarily think that's true. The bodies of victims. Yeah, I I I think that's what she meant. Or he meant rather. So when uh, the news reports news, what they are doing is distracting you from other news. I guess. Yeah, that's. I think uh, that's what they're. That's probably. Their claim is. I mean, that's probably you know, moronic. Um, we were talking about community this morning. Somebody got into a discussion with me yesterday because earlier this week, when uh, after the mass shooting last week in Texas, we say we we ask, what's different. You didn't see this happening 40, 50, 60 years ago. What What is different in America? And uh, this person had said, one thing you had never brought up was community. He goes, I think our communities are not connected anymore like they were in the past. And I, I got to thinking about that. I shared, you know, how our neighborhoods were different, how everybody used to know everybody, you know, all your neighbors. You would talk to them. You would spend time at their house, et cetera. And I don't think that happens anymore. Uh, this person is uh, responding to that, says, community, question mark, you mean Like two years ago, when our government told us some of of us were non-essential, and you believed them, and you told us we needed to isolate, was our government and their mouthpieces? Actually, we didn't worry (laughs) that we didn't worry that much about the term non-essential because we actually understood what they meant by that. Yeah, And, and by the way, we we also criticized the fact that places were being considered essential and non-essential we said that was you know a huge mistake at the time and didn't agree with it um we also made fun of uh places like boise who said you know hey it's okay to go to your restaurant but you have to mask up but as soon as you sit down you can take the mask off because covid only lives you know six feet above the floor or whatever um yeah that was not us telling you that um i can Vehemently say that Chris and I never stated that fact, so i don 't know if when you say you if you're talking about Chris and I saying that um, we are social beings very much needing each other we don 't mask up or isolate, and our children came through this unharmed. I pray our country wakes up you can 't force people to be a part of the community though i mean you you're you're either going to you know go introduce yourself to the neighbors you're or you're going to be a part of the community or, or you're not you can't force people to be better connected to their community Mm -hmm. but it has it is something that i think has changed well some people search for solace and can't find it in a crowd Uh, mike writes in uh mike and chris good question for chad how um how much did the audit cost taxpayers and will it continue to cost the taxpayers year after year for every election local state and federal Uh, we didn't get a chance to ask that question um but it won't cost every year we did ask him that it will only be happening in even years so it's not going to be happening in e- every year but it has to cost something um but this is something that you know the uh secretary of state's office has no choice in because this was a pa- a law passed by the legislature in this last legislative session um i can't remember it was a senate bill but i can't remember the number of the bill but this is passed by the legislature that said we will have statewide audits uh, audits, um, every two years uh, on even years. So Mm -hmm. um, it's costing something. I don't know how much it's going to cost the state, but you're right. It it is going to cost the taxpayers because doing an audit, even though it's limited and not doing all 44 counties and just eight counties, uh, it is at the expense of taxpayers. Lida says, uh, seems like the definition of the word community has changed. It used to mean the people who live around you. Now it means special interest groups near and far, which may exclude the people who live near. Yeah, there are different kinds of communities. And, mm. it, you know, it's like subsets. I mean, everybody's a member of several communities, even if you don't want to be. Uh, like, I, I suppose you're a member of your ethnic community, possibly your sexual preference community or, or orientation yeah. community. Uh, your job, you have a community at work, a community of people who do the same job as you, maybe who don't work in the same place. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. People your age is sort of a community. 208-336. You grew up in the same place. Yeah, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You need to take a break. running a little bit late here. Phone lines are open. You want to weigh in right now is your uh, best chance to do it. Easiest way to get through, as usual, is by giving us a call. You can also call toll-free, eight hundred five two nine five two six four. 529 5264 More of your phone calls and emails coming up.
1: Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI. 922
2: 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Toll free also 1 800 529 5264, wherever you're listening. Uh, our text messages, same as our main number. You can also uh, instant message us through our fan page on Facebook if you would like. Ronald in uh, uh, Weezer, good morning to you. You have uh, you have a sol- solved to a mass shootings going on.
5: I believe that uh, this will solve mass shootings uh, pretty much tomorrow if they, if, if they would uh, uh, institute this idea. Uh, my idea is this: teachers have nine months to work. I know that they're working some in the summer, three months, but I think they have a much lot more time in the summer. Plenty of time in the summer to devote a few hours to going to the gun range and getting themselves uh, proficient and and, um, concealed weapon ready to be able to go in there. And every teacher, I think especially every administrator, should be uh, required to have a concealed weapon. And most of the teachers, I don't know if you need them all. I know there's some real liberal ones out there that probably wouldn't want one at all. But I think if the teachers really loved their students and cared for themselves, they could become proficient. We need, wouldn't need to spend $100,000 a year on security in there. Let the administrative and the teachers uh, secure these classrooms because these shooters, they know these teachers of all armed. Uh, I don't believe they're going to go in there in the first place. So I believe that that signal to the shooters would pretty much – so what would be my fallacy in thinking that teachers are the best way to to take care of the security in the schools?
2: The fallacy? I, the only fallacy I could come up with in anything you said was that I, I don't think that school shooters are really all that concerned about their own health.
5: Well, that's true. But if they knew that those people were armed, at least, at least whether they're concerned or not, Yeah. Uh, the teachers could take care of that guy as soon as he comes through the door. Yeah. Uh, maybe even before.
2: Now, you, you mentioned, you said the liberals probably wouldn't want to do this. There were, there, were, no. there were not two more conservative people on earth than my parents, both of whom are now deceased, but they were both school teachers. And uh-huh. I can't see either one of them doing this.
5: Right. Or, or you mean because they were conservative? Right.
2: Well, no, not because they were conservative. They were conservative, but I can't see either one of them uh, deciding oh, it was a good see. idea to have mm-hmm. a, a gun in their classroom.
5: I, I would Well, have, they, might, I, they might not think it's a good idea, but if that gun is properly concealed, no one is, would even know that they've got yeah. to have a, have a firearm on them. I would yeah, have to say
2: that my mother is 81 years old, and she still teaches, and I don't picture my mom taking a gun with her or having a gun in the in school but with what, her, and she's what, also...
5: Right, but if they were to go out, and if they were to uh, have a gun issued to them, they were to go out uh, every summer and uh, and and learn how to become comfortable with that gun. Maybe they would become more uh, uh, comfortable with. doing
2: that yeah I don't I don't picture my the, the yeah. mother yeah. yeah. they, they probably yeah. would become yeah with with practice it it makes perfect so. yeah. yeah they would they I, they could uh, I don't particularly uh, particularly think my mother and I, I'm only saying my mother I, I the, the point I wanted to make was and I said this last week I think that if you went and asked in a school for a handful of volunteers, whether it be 10, a dozen, depending on the size of your school. Um, I'll equate it to the school that my mother teaches in, who has like 90 kids in the entire K through high senior high school. Um, that if you were to ask for five people, teachers or administrators in that school who would volunteer to do that, I don't think you would have any problem whatsoever finding five volunteers mm-hmm. that go, I'll go through the training. I will have a gun, but yeah wouldn't you yeah, ever here but yeah I, I I don't think you'll get everybody, but I think every school like green, in the state of Idaho like, would have people that well, would volunteer to do it, maybe not greenleaf friends
5: I especially think that the teachers and the administrators, not all of them like, like I said in the very beginning, I said i don't know that you'd need i don't think you'd need them all of them either no yeah I, I, I don't think you would I either just if, i yeah i I think that uh even uh but I think that the, especially the the administrative staff. Uh, should be uh, required. I don't know if you should, if you could have that.
2: Yeah, it. I don't know oh, if you I want to that. get into the, you know, making it a law that you're required to do it. Um, you know, then then you get in it. We're going to make you do this. I, I I don't think you want people who want nothing to do with guns. <laughs> well, forcing yeah. them to carry guns. But thank you for the call. Thank you for the thoughts. Um, uh, appreciate it um 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless uh, we'll take a break we got news coming up here in the bottom of the hour we talked about this uh before um about you know making it harder no, nobody's really talking about that making it more difficult to get into schools I, I i know it would be very expensive to do um but when we come back you're you're going to hear a story about the most secure story probably uh, most secure school probably in the united states um hang on for that when we come back it'll be coming up right after news at the bottom of the hour phone lines are open if you want to get through right now feel free you can also email us or text us same as our main number
1: 208-336-3700 broadcasting from the empire title studios we are our news talk kdoi
2: 208-336-3700, pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. Email chris at kby.com, mike at kby.com. Email in response to the electric cars email from earlier. This is the problem with bandwagon mentality. Folks don't understand the facts about electric cars. A few are they use precious metals, which are finite and expensive. They're also more toxic to the environment to produce and dispose of than gasoline cars. Also, our electrical infrastructure is currently incapable of handling hundreds of millions of electric vehicles charging all at once. Hydrogen is a much better and clean alternative if it can just punch through the lobbies. That is, uh, you know, you're, you're not necessarily wrong about the lobbies because now if, if, you know, if you're pushing hydrogen and trying to get that, you've got to not only go through the uh, oil lobby gas lobby um you've got to get through the electrical car lobby because they don't want competition either so it's going to be twice as hard um to get that push through if you're trying to get hydrogen cars yeah. made working and to be accepted these are the facts bob and emmett good morning you're on Newstock kboi
5: yeah i just wanted to uh, add to what the other man had said about arming the teachers I think, actually, that that is a really good idea, but you don't want to make it mandatory for teachers. Yeah. You let them interview, let them fill out an application, give it to the city council or whoever's making these decisions. You interview them and pick out the best of the group that wants to do it. Then you offer them a ten to $25,000 bonus a year for carrying the gun in school.
2: Yeah, teachers would probably go for that. Wait a minute, I now I kind of want to become a teacher. Extra yeah, twenty five thousand dollars, you know you, that would that ahead. would solve the problem, you know for for teachers' pay and uh, kind of re- retaining teachers for some jobs. If you're, you know, able to uh, work in a state that has something like that, I, that could solve Idaho's problems of trying to compete in other states with with teachers. It's like, wow, I get to carry a gun and I get a twenty five thousand dollars a year bonus.
5: Exactly, and they're not doing it for nothing. They're taking their time, Yeah, they're going to take in the classes, and they're carrying that firearm, and they're going to have to step in the way of a shooter. They deserve a bonus for having the courage to do that.
2: I would imagine so, yeah.
5: Thank you for the call. Appreciate it.
0: All right, thank you.
2: As we were going to break, uh, you could probably Mm -hmm. convince some people, you know, if uh, if they want, let's say that somebody says, well, you should become a teacher, and they go, well, I just don't like dealing with teenagers. Okay. Or, or or kids, uh, then you tell them that they get to carry a gun, and they go, oh, well, then, then there will be no problem. As we were going to uh, break it into news, I told you uh, um, on this side of the break I was going to uh, give you a story about if not one of, it, if not the safest school when it comes to, you know, shootings, school shootings, it, it's one of the safest schools. Take a listen to this. Can we get this up here, uh, Nathaniel?
8: At Southwestern High School in Indiana, the kids drill. I see they're all running past this red line. What is that?
7: The red line is a security measure, and that's in place because if we stand behind this red line, if there's a shooter at the door, they cannot see the children.
8: And this is something schools can do right now. There's a red line on the ground. Absolutely. But here they go high-tech, too. The classroom doors are bullet-resistant, and cameras, so many cameras everywhere. And it's not just school officials watching, either. They're connected live with the Sheriff's Department 10 miles away. Authorities can track an intruder in real time. Every teacher here, you have your own panic button. Yeah, we all wear a fob in case there's a security breach. We can push this button and the entire alarm system goes off in the school. And something else I actually want to show you real quick. When that happens, every classroom has a box like this also hooked up to the Sheriff's Department. The teacher can flip help if they actually see the suspect or they're in danger, or they can flip safe if the kids are safe. In 2015, I tested it, playing the intruder.
9: Showing a male subject in a blue suit.
8: If I was a real intruder, I couldn't get into a single classroom. They're all locked. Every last one of them. But the biggest counterattack is yet to come.
9: He's walking towards exit 14. I'm going to launch the hot zone.
8: The school's secret weapon called Hot Zones. Exploding smoke cannons hidden in the ceiling. (laughs) Cops can deploy them in an instant. Whoa. There is smoke. It is loud and it's meant to disorient the suspect. I mean, look at this. The smoke is filling the hallway. You can barely even see me. (coughs) Whoa. The other amazing thing is they're watching the suspect on real-time cameras, so no matter where the suspect goes, they can keep setting off these hot zones. So he stays blind. <laughs> the system is expensive, $400,000, but school officials say worth it in this scary new world. Jeff
2: Rawson, NBC News, Shelbyville, Indiana. There you go. $400,000. It is expensive, but it's cheaper than losing a life, I would say. Yeah. Here's, here's what would be a good idea. idea. I, I like the part about the exploding smoke bombs. I mean, what could go wrong there? Here's a good idea. If the NRA, you know, which is vehemently against anytime something like this, of course, you know, you have both sides jumping in and saying, you know, we need to take guns away from people. We need to get rid of the AR-15s. We, as Biden said earlier this week, the 9mm is uh, one of the most powerful guns out there. We got to get rid of 9mm handguns. The NRA could help offset this, I think, and buy themselves some really good publicity by the the millions and millions of dollars that they take in every year, um, give millions of dollars to start to get schools with some of these ideas. You wouldn't even have to have all these these ideas that this school has, but the, the fact that they are that locked down, uh, the, the fact that what, once something like that happens and the alarms go off, you 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 have shooters who can't get into any classrooms. All they're able to get into are the uh, hallways, um, things like that. That that. Our safety devices, yes, I, I realize get creative it. Creative would be side. expensive. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, I mean, right there, the exploding smoke bombs—that's creative. Yeah, but uh, while I, you know, while they were talking about that, I was thinking uh, to myself, "Okay, uh, you've got the shooter isolated in the hallways, and he can't get into any of the classrooms. Release the snakes." <laughs> okay, and now behind them, the tarantulas. It, it, I mean, it, it's an idea to look at, and I mean, the the. Security cameras that they have are not just security cameras in the school. Yeah. Um, in case you missed that, the security cameras are directly linked to the police department. So they can see all of this in real time. They can see who who was in there, where they are at. So what you had in Texas where, you know, you we're hearing from the police department, well, we didn't quite know where the shooter was. We we didn't want to go rushing in, not knowing which kids were in danger or if we would put kids in danger or whatnot. You'd be watching it on the uh, cameras in real time, knowing exactly where the shooter is, and maybe it had been already disoriented enough by a smoke bomb to go in and take him out. Randy, Magic Valley, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI.
7: You know, uh, this administration has uh, done everything they can to destroy America. Uh, Dan Bongino, who was on this station, said if they had if you were going to destroy America, would you have done anything different? So when they left $85 billion in Afghanistan, do you think maybe uh, that waste could have helped uh, our schools? You know, I mean, hell, if we're going to waste money, we could have at least saved that. I mean, not that it would have paid for it, but at least it would have been less, you know, why be so irresponsible? But this is the thing. It's a great thing to have all these, devices in your school, but the easiest way would be to lock the school down. Uh, when you go to the state capitol where they have arrested Ammon Bundy, I don't know, twice or whatever, uh, did he have to? Did he just come in through a side door? No. He had to go through the front door. Just like if you go to the courthouse, you got to go through the front door. There's only one way in and out. I don't know why this isn't the case in uh, public schools. And so uh in twin last friday on the bill collie program which is you guys probably know him, and uh they have some guys on there who are the gun guys and uh, i listened to that program from eight till ten and uh, uh forrest there he wanted to raise money so they could have body armor that would stop a shell from a rifle Okay, by the next, that afternoon or the next morning, they had raised $5,000 so you could give these vests to a resource officer in a school. And so this is something that could be done. I called my local, I have 11 children. I think you probably heard that before from me. And I got 30-some grandchildren, and a ton of them are in the school systems in Idaho. And I have concerns And I called my local principal, and I haven't heard back from him, and I wanted to know what the hell he was going to do to solve this problem. I know Debbie Critchfield, who just got elected as superintendent of public instruction. i got to get her number because I haven't talked to her for a while and see if she has ideas. But we need to quit thinking about doing it and start doing it because 19 children are dead down in Texas and 19 families are mourning. I lost my granddaughter uh, three summers ago, floating the Boise River above Anderson Ranch Reservoir. And uh, we, you never get over it. Yeah. And my daughter is, still suffers. And you see, I can't imagine losing any more or how anybody else would feel by losing their children. I hope I've made some sense, boys. I'm going to hang up. Thank
2: you for Thank the you. call. Appreciate you listening, Randy. 208-336-3700. We have one more uh, segment on the way. Uh, Sheldon writes in real quickly. Educators worked, their, uh, worked for their credentials because they wanted to educate and not be a soldier of war. Asking teachers to be uh, arming themselves is extremely inappropriate and outside the reasonable requirements of creating a safe work environment. Hell, active shooting drills and armed garms, I think, is a bit much, but those are way more reasonable acts. As usual, people are dancing around the issues with incredible mental gymnastics, coming up with uh, cockamamie ideas, ranging from doors to armed teachers. Raising the gun purchasing age to 21, requiring annual licensing and ongoing training, banning high-powered assault rifles. I don't care if that term offends some, because... That is what they are, and offering a gun buyback program are some common sense solutions. Those saying these requirements would infringe on in our Second Amendment are being unreasonable. That's from Sheldon. Here's uh, one from Patricia of Boise. Uh, she says This is a quote from Warren Berger, former Supreme Court Chief Justice. Uh, the gun lobby's interpretation of the Second Amendment is one of the greatest pieces of fraud. I repeat the word fraud. On the American people by special interest groups that I have ever seen in my lifetime. The real purpose of the Second Amendment was to ensure that state armies, the militia, would be maintained for the defense of the state. The very language of the Second Amendment refutes any argument that it was intended to guarantee every citizen an unfettered right to any kind of weapon he or she desires. Okay, I happen to know, uh, okay, that Warren Berger did say all three of those things, or all of those things but he said those things in three different uh, speeches uh he didn't put all that together but he did say each one of those mm. things uh the one you know starting with the gun lobby's interpretation and then the next one the real purpose and then the, the last one the very language of the second amendment that was three different times he was talking but but yeah I, I, the intent is there he did uh think that he was one of the people who thought that uh saying you know the, the part about it being a well uh, you know well regulated militia meant that the guns are supposed to belong to the militia and if you're not a member of the militia you don't have one however back in those days a militia was kind of something like a posse you threw it together you know when you had to uh and you told everybody to leave your house and come with a gun and that was the militia man yeah. so i i think it's actually it would probably have a different meaning now than it yeah. did then well and there's people that vehemently you know, disagree with his interpretation yeah. of of that whole sentence in the uh, Constitution, the Second Amendment also, um, saying that, you know, you're, you're right to—I'm um, trying to remember the exact wording of it—you're you're right to—it's not own uh, and bear arms, a right to— uh, Keep and bear keep arms. Keep and bear arms. There you go. Shall not be infringed is right. the most impar- important part of that line.
5: We'll uh, take a now, break.
2: I-, I will say this, though. Warren Burger was the Supreme Court Chief Justice— and the whole time he was chief justice, he never once said that we should come for the guns, mm-hmm. and, and he didn't. So we'll take a break. 3700 three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy Verizon Wireless. One more preg- uh, One more pregnant. One more segment is on the way.
0: Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. (laughs) Uh, This is nice of a uh,
2: texter who wrote in this morning, 208-336-3700, says, I pledge to give Casper and Chris... $10 Ten million dollars. Okay. But if you're going by is there, the, is there a catch? Well, if you're, if you're going by the definition uh, of the pledge that Amber Heard did, oh. <laughs> it's synonymous with uh donation <laughs> and pledging means the same thing. Um by the way, he goes on to say that I will give one dollar a year um for ten million years. I like that. But well we you know what she said it it would be like saying that uh, spending and paying are the same thing. Yeah. Spending is when you hand them your credit card. Paying is when you pay off your credit card. Uh, 208-336-3700 emails going in uh, says, uh, Matt and Caldwell, instead of turning all of our schools and buildings into miniature lockdown prisons, why don't they address the real problem? Culture rot, social media, parents not parenting. This didn't happen in our country's past, and there's been guns around for centuries. In fact, there were very deadly weapons available, even in the 1920s, and you didn't see younger kids doing this type of stuff. Locked doors are easier to uh, obtain than uh, a way to completely uh, get rid of culture rot. Yeah, I mean, and culture rot, once again, it's one of those things. Uh, What's your definition of culture rot? That's about uh, time to wrap things up here for us today. Uh, tomorrow is Friday. I know it feels like a Wednesday, but tomorrow is Friday, and that means Hometown Breakfast once again, brought to you by uh, uh, friends at Cloverdale Plumbing. I'm sure Kenny will be there. Tomorrow is National Donut Day, and that's why we are headed to Pastry Perfection. We've been there in the past. Garden City, Glenwood, right across from Hawk Stadium. We've got uh, yummy... All sorts of donuts, pastries, and uh, we'll have some information on something coming up later this month that you'll be able to purchase too. But that all gets underway tomorrow morning at Pastry Perfection. Hope to see you there. Have a great day.